This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. We serve an awesome God. In his first six-day lesson of encouragement in his series entitled, Everything's Possible for Our God of the Impossible, Pastor shows us how awesome God really is with the revelation that we serve a God of such power that there's nothing beyond his ability to accomplish, for he truly is the God of the Impossible. Retelling stories of some of the most powerful miracles ever recorded, Pastor Ray illustrates Bible truths that can change our very destiny if, when even having a little in faith, we start where we are, use what we have, and do what we can. In answer to our faith, God will then be with us when we start, bless us and multiply what we have, and do those things that we can't. In facing even life's most overwhelming challenges, Pastor reminds us that we serve a God of abundance and that everything is possible for our God of the impossible. But the true sign of compassion was that Jesus saw their need and was trying to fix their need. So he taught and he kept teaching and he kept teaching because one teaching went to another teaching that the day was now far spent, which means it was late in the day. And all of a sudden his disciples come running up to him and said, this is a deserted place. Already the hour is late. Send them away that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy uh, buy themselves bread for they have nothing to eat. So apparently what we learn from these verses is that the, the people that were listening to Jesus, they, they were sitting there all day and they were hungry. And I would assume that these people were complaining, like, well, where's the food? Don't you have anything here? We're hungry. And they're getting, they're getting mean. I've been around people when they, don't, when they don't eat, man, forget it. You know, it's like even in ministry, you know, come well fed, please. Eat your <laughs> breakfast. Eat a good breakfast. And uh, this way you'll be nice and sweet because when people are hungry, man, they're mean. They're mean. And uh, so, so, so there's, a, there's a lot of grumbling going on here, a lot of complaining. And the disciples, now look at, look at the disciples' answer. Here comes a challenge. We have this whole bunch of people. There's thousands of people. Actually, the Bible says there was 5,000 men. That does not account for the women or the children. So there could have been 10, 15,000 people, and they're all balking and squawking and complaining to the disciples. We're hungry. Where's some food? Find us some food. Where do we get food? We're hungry. And look at the, look at the response. Look at the answer that the disciples come back with to Jesus. Send them away. The challenge is too big. Let somebody else deal with it. Let them fend for themselves. All we want is this challenge to go away. We do not want to deal with the challenge, get rid of the challenge. But what they did not know is that Jesus was going to use this occasion to teach them a very profound and a very, very deep truth that all things are possible with God. So you see, what I learned from this verse right here is that when challenges come, I shouldn't run. 
when challenges come my way, it's not time for me to retreat or to pass it off on somebody else or to try to get away from it. As a matter of fact, oftentimes challenges come into our lives as an opportunity for God to show how powerful he is in your life. If there was never a challenge, there could never be an opportunity for a miracle. If there was never a challenge, there could never be an opportunity for God to show his hand of blessing in your life. But look at the disciples. It's like many people I know, the challenge comes. You know, we have challenges in church. They want to do, well, send them away. Let them go take care of themselves. We don't don't want to to bother with this. We, we We can't be bothered. That is not the answer. When challenges come, embrace them. And begin to look to the God who said to you that all things are possible with me. So, so these thousands of people are hungry and they're, they're squawking and balking at the disciples. I love this. This is just so powerful. And um, they go to Jesus and say, tell, tell Jesus to send them away, get rid of them. And look at what Jesus responds with. And Jesus answers them and said to them, you give them something to eat. I mean, think of what the disciples, just think for a minute. Let's read into this. Think of what the disciples, is this guy out of his mind? I mean, they cleaned this up for the Bible, I'm sure, but, but is, he out, is he out of his, what is he talking about? How are we going to feed all of these people? Jesus, have you lost it? So Jesus said, you see, now you see Jesus said that because he's, he's starting to teach them something. He's trying to teach them. He's trying to challenge their faith. You see, that's why I say that in every challenge that you face, it could be God's hand upon you trying to challenge your faith to get you to a new level and to a greater level of faith. Just about everything that God ever asked me to do when I, when I looked at it, I thought, dear Jesus, this is an impossibility. This is never going to happen. But it was exactly where God would want me to be because it's in that place that God can show you how mighty and how strong and that even that which seems impossible in your life becomes possible with God as your co-pilot, Amen. as your partner. So, so Jesus says to them, you go, you go ahead and give them something to eat. And they said to him, shall we go buy two denarii of bread and give them something to eat? They're, it's almost like a joke, like where are we going to get this? Where are we going to buy enough bread? We don't not even, you know, we don't even have enough money to buy all the. How are we going to feed these thousands of people with, with, you know, with, with the resources we have? So Jesus, you know, I like I like Jesus. Actually. He's just kind of standing there, and he says, "Well, he says um, he said to them, how many loaves do you have?" Now Jesus knew how many loaves that they had. He knew, he knew exactly what they had. They didn't know. And so he says, you go and see. Go find out how many loaves you have. So they're, they're run, running around, rummaging through their doggy bags, their lunch bucket, whatever they had, their picnic basket, whatever it was. And they scrounged up and they came back and they said to him, we have five loaves of bread and two fish. Jesus doesn't even answer them. And he says, he says to them, he says, okay, well now what I want you to do is I want you to uh, break them up into groups and sit them down on the green grass. Now, I, I could imagine that these disciples are freaking out saying, he's, he's lost it. He, he has lost it. What, how do you do this? So, so, you know, he sits them all down. You see, you see, this teaches me something. 
that just because you have a big need and a small provision doesn't mean that you are stuck. Here is a big need, thousands to be fed, and the provision, what they came up with, was just five loaves of bread and two fish. Big need, small provision, get ready, because that is an opportunity for God to do a miracle in your life. That's an opportunity for God to do a miracle in your life. And it's amazing what God will do with the little that you give Him. That's why the Word of God says, if you have faith, the grain of a mustard seed... You will say to the mountain, be thou cast into the... It's amazing what can happen with just a little in your hand. You see, most people, and we're going to see this in a minute, but most people are more focused on the need than on the provision that they have. Because if you understand that the miracle is in what you have in your hand, look through the scriptures. What did Moses do? What did God say to Moses when he stood right at the edge of the Red Sea and he thought he was pinned in? Pharaoh's army's behind him. The mountains are surrounding him. The Red Sea is before him. And, and Moses is just standing there saying, God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? We can't do anything. I know a lot of believers, a lot of you are in that place. What are you going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And God says to him, take the staff in your hand. Take what you have in your hand and lift it up to me as an act of worship and trust and faith and see what I'll do. And the minute that Moses did that was the minute that the Red Sea split open and God provided the very thing they needed, which was a way of escape. But when you, when you complain about your little, when you become so focused on the insufficient provision, what happens is you actually curse the blessing that's in your hand. You've got to learn to take what God has given you. You must see your life and everything in your life as, as something that God is going to build on. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You may be starting all over again. You may have been up here and went down here and you're starting all over. Praise God. Take what you have. Honor God with it. Bless God with it. And let God show you what he's going to do with it. Don't become so need-focused. You see, that's the problem. That's where the devil gets so many believers. We're so focused on the need that we forget to see the power in the provision that's in our hands already. If you learn, if you learn there's power in what you have right now, if you'll just do the right thing with it, if you'll honor God with it, if you'll do right with it, God's going to blow his blessing upon it and the little is going to become sufficient to meet the need. That's the miracle working power of the Lord. But you see, you see what we do is we, 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 we have insufficient provision and we squander it or we curse it by our words or we don't honor God with it. We don't, we don't do the right thing. We're not, God's not our partner. We say he's our partner, but he's not, he's not, getting, he's not getting his portion. If God is with us, if God is with us, it says with God all things are possible. But he he needs to be involved. So when when the provision seems small and the need seems big, it's no time to freak out. Now these disciples were, were, they they must have been flipping out. What is he? He's lost him. Sit him down. These people are, they're hungry. They're getting ugly. They're getting mean. But they obeyed. You see, they just did what Jesus told them to do. 
So they sit them down in fifties and in hundreds. And you know, that teaches us something else that God likes order. Before he did the miracle, he made sure everything was in order. That's why the house of God needs to be in order before we're going to see the miracles of God. Are you, are you, that's just a little tidbit, little insight from the word of God. He didn't just stand there in the crowds and everybody's, you know, bumping into each other. He all sat him down and told him, be quiet. You can't get people to sit in groups unless they're quiet and they're, they're, they're obeying, right? So he said, you be quiet. You want, you want, you want to be fed? Just be quiet. Watch the master. Be quiet. Just, just get in your place and stay in your place. God likes order in the house. Before he's going to do a miracle, he made sure everybody was sitting down. And everybody was in the right number of fifties and hundreds. He had them all evenly divided. And he set different, apostles, different disciples over each of those groups. So he says, go sit them down in ranks um, in, in hundreds and fifties. And here it is, what I was just preaching, what I was just saying. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fish... See, he took the small provision. He's got everybody waiting on him. They're all eyes are, are, are looking to Jesus. He takes the small provision and the first thing he does is he lifts it up to the Father and he begins to thank the Lord for what he has in his hand. Thanking God for what he has in his hand. People say, I have nothing. I lost everything. I have nothing. I have nothing. I have, well, find something. Just like he told the disciples, go find, go see what you have. Go find something. Go find something. Take that something and bring it to me. And I'm going to show you when you take your something and you put it into the hands of God, God's going to take your little and he's going to make a whole lot out of your little. So Jesus takes it and he offers it up to the Father and he's breaking it and he's probably saying, you know, Heavenly Father, I thank you for what you have given to me and what's in my hands. That's what you've got to do with your stuff. Whatever you have, offer it up to God every day and thank him. Stop bellyaching about what you don't have. Stop bellyaching about what you do want that you don't have yet. You've got to thank God for where you are. Thank God for what he's done. Thank God for what's in your hand. Offer it up to God. I'm going to tell you what. That, that's the way to your miracle breakthrough. That's the way to your miracle increase. That's why we tithe. That's why we give. That's why we work in the kingdom. That's why we bless. Because by doing so, we're lifting up to God what he's put into our hand, a little of what he's placed into our hand. And God takes that little and multiplies it and blows his anointing on it. And the little becomes a whole lot. It's going to meet the need that you have in your life. So, so it says here, he sat him down, he takes the bread, he lifts it up to the Lord and he blessed it and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples to set before them and the two fish he divided among them all. So let me, let me try to explain this to you. He didn't just say, you know, pray this prayer and all this fish and bread showed up on the scene and they took buckets and wheelbarrows and went and fed the... No, Jesus stood there with a the little, broke it, honored God with it and started to hand little pieces to each of his disciples. And I'm sure they're thinking, man, he's lost his mind. Uh, he's lost it. What are we going to do with these crumbs that he's put in our hands? And I'm sure Jesus just encouraged them, go with what you got. Let, 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 y'all, let, 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 whoa, whoa, let me get it. Let, go with what you got. Go with what I put in your hand. But Jesus, it's not enough. 
Go with what I put in your hand. But Jesus, it's not enough. Go with what I put in your hand. Go with what I put in your hand. And I'm sure they squawk, but as they're going, as they're going up to the first group of 50, all of a sudden, they're just doing what Jesus did. They're just taking it and begin to break it, and all of a sudden, a miracle happens in their hand. See, the miracle didn't happen in Jesus' hand. The miracle happened in the disciples' hand. When they obeyed the word of the Master, when they trusted the direction of God, when they submitted to the word and the command of God, the miracle happened in their hand. So as they, as they went to the groups and they began to break the little crumb, the crumbs became loaves and the fish, the little bits of fish became whole pieces of fish and they had food started to just, just abound in their hands and it started to multiply right before them because they dared to obey the master's voice. And, and Jesus did that for a reason so that they would see that a miracle, the power of the miracle was in their hand as they obeyed God and followed his directives. That the impossible becomes possible when you do what is possible. The impossible will never become possible in your life if you just sit there and say, lots of people, no food. Lots of people, no food. Lots of people, no food. What are we gonna do? Lots of people, no food. Did you know there's lots of people and no food? Did you know there's lots of people and no food? What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Lots of people, no food. Where are we gonna get the food? The miracle happened when Jesus got their attention off of the need and got their attention on the need meter. And, and taught them not to curse what's in your hand, but to bless God with whatever you have, however little it is. Gather your family, gather your faith, stand before God and thank him and honor him and do like Jesus, hold it up to the Lord and just, just honor him and praise him and worship him with what you have and then go in obedience and watch and see how God will take your little and make it into a whole lot. A whole lot. Now, the interesting part of this story is found here. I like this because I think Jesus has a sense of humor. See, y'all, y'all, y'all got this picture of Jesus floating two inches off the floor with a halo and a white thing and you I see, after studying the word all these years, I see a different part of Jesus. I think he had a little bit of a sense of humor here. This is just my twist on it. So he multiplies all this fish, and the Bible says that all of them ate till they were filled. It means they didn't just get crumbs. They were filled to satisfaction. And it says here in verse 42, they all ate and were filled. Verse 43, this is where I believe Jesus' sense of humor comes in. And they took up 12 baskets full of fragments and of fish. Well, how many disciples were there? Twelve. I just, this is my little twist on I believe Jesus had them pick up 12 basketfuls as a doggy bag for them to take home as a reminder of what God will do when you just honor him with what you have and you don't get into unbelief and you don't, you don't, you don't let the need overwhelm you to the point that you are forgotten that with God all things are 
possible. Come on. With God, all things are possible. With God, say it with me. With God, all things are possible. Woo! Glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Just a reminder. Don't let, yeah, just a reminder. Take your doggy bag home. Go ahead. Go show everybody around what God will do with a little that you give to him, a little that you honor him with. Yeah, God will take your little and blow your mind with what he'll do with your little. Yeah, send him home with a doggy bag. Yes. Yes. Glory to God. Glory to God. With God, all things are possible. There's nothing in this house that's impossible. Every dream, every vision, every desire, every place you want to get to, it is possible for you because God is with you. I said God is with you. Say it with me. All things are possible with God. Hallelujah. Put your hands together and give him praise in the house of God today. Yes, indeed. Twelve basketfuls of leftovers. That proves to you that we serve the God of abundance. He doesn't merely just meet the need. He goes over and exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think. That's the God you serve. He didn't just meet the need. He sent him home with 12 basketfuls of leftovers. Just as a little reminder. What are you carting, John? Oh, just some leftovers. Wow. Must have been a big party. Oh, yeah. Wow, it must have cost a whole lot of money to buy all that. No, must have been fishing all day. No, what do you mean? I don't know. All I know is he took what he took five loaves and two fish and lifted it up to heaven and put it in our hands, and the rest is history. It's an awesome God. All things are possible with God. Start where you are. Use what you have. Do what you can. God will be with you where you start. He will bless what you use. And he will do what you can't. That's. 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 How the impossible becomes possible in your life. When you do what is possible for you to do. So today and this weekend, I want you to keep this. Let's all stand together. I want you to keep this in the forefront of your thinking. That with God, say it with me again. With God, all things are possible. Let's say it again. With God, all things are possible. Now you may be facing something, looking at something. I want you to face it with that scripture and that verse in mind. That with God, this thing, this need, this desire, this situation, with God, all things are possible.
Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com. 